podcast listeners, welcome back. We got Britton in the house, actually in the house. I'm actually here. It's not over Skype or Zoom or whatever we usually use. (laughs) I can actually see you. Yeah, so awesome. She has a pretty face. So, BB, it's been a crazy, crazy ride. So, last night we went out with Greg's friends. So, they're in from Boston for the Patriots game in Nashville. Boo, Patriots, boo. That's right. Go Titans. Woo, woo. So, Greg's actually getting getting ready to go to the game. So, we're excited for him. But last night... There's about eight new guys we met yes. from Boston, and I think each one of them had their own personalities, right? I totally agree with that. They were all so different. I mean, they were all nice, obviously, but they were all so different, and it was funny. One guy came up to me, and he's looking at me, and he's looking at mom, and he's like, oh, how do you know each other? <laughs> and Surprise. I was like, uh, she made me. <laughs> so that was an interesting... And the- we get that look a lot, so uh, I guess I really can't say anything. All the time, all the time. So, what do you think about the guy that went and bought the cowboy hat? Oh, my gosh. He was hammered. Here, they had went. So, we met up with them. I guess it was like 630 at nighttime. And they had been on Broadway Street. And if you don't know anything about Nashville, Broadway is the street where there has to be 500 bars on it. And they hit that place at 10 a.m. Yeah. And then by the time we saw them at 630. Oh, yeah. It was they a- were hammered. And they were getting on these little bird scooters things that you can rent. We don't have those in Lexington, but, and they were just like riding down the street, bird, 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 bird. And I was like, okay, Peter Griffin, like, <laughs> I can't, but they were, they were hilarious. And the guy with the cowboy hat, he kept text. so somebody met some single girls. So like oh, the whole no. night they were trying to like hook this dude up with some girl and didn't even know. So I don't know if they ended up with each other or not, but um, I do know half of them split off and went to a stripper club. So. Oh, they ended up going to a yes. stripper bar. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then the other half, I think, went back to try to smoke some weed. So that's when. Girls, Are you serious, yes. dude? If they, I they're like I 45, 48 years old. I know. That's awesome. living the life. Living the life, right? I don't like it. So that's why Greg wanted to come home. <laughs> yeah. Greg's like, I got to stay away from this. It's not good for me or my job. So we ended up going back and picking them up. So, anyways, that was pretty cool. So one thing that's kind of funny that I was, I went back and listened to our last podcast, which I go back and listen to all of them. I encourage Britain to go back because it does help us with a little bit with our podcast. And I said, so like a million times. And I was like, I mean, I was annoyed by myself listening to it. I'm like, dude, shut up. Like, so, so, so. It was so annoying. (laughs) It was so annoying. I know. See? I keep saying it. So, I'm working on this podcast, (laughs) listeners. So, I got to come up with another word. But my sweet, sweet uh, son, Claiborne, which I love dearly, he uh, he encouraged us. He's like, you know what? When you look back on this in five years and you have such an, a successful podcast, you're going to laugh at all these little things that you said or did or whatever. So we appreciate you, Claiborne, for listening and tuning in to me and Britton. Yes, you'll have to join us on the podcast because, yes. yes, we got, oh, Clay is single ready to mingle yeah and he is very handsome and he is very sweet so he's the biggest sweetest teddy bear in ever. the world like in the world he's so sweet ever so i cannot wait to see what he's like in five years when he actually has a girlfriend or married or whatever it is but he's 21 ladies so we have an email address if you're looking to hook up it's uepodcast at yahoo.com or you could always tweet us a picture of yourself so you can tweet us at unrealistic pod 
So, Claiborne, we're going to find you somebody, man, because we love you. All right, he's at UNC Charlotte. If you're in the area, he loves to go out and have fun, and he'll even buy your drinks. We'll make sure of it, ladies. So He has the kid credit card. Yes, he does. He does have the, so, the little credit Clay, card. So, you can use the kid credit card to take a girl out. <laughs> yeah. You know another thing, because you always, like, I've talked about this many times, is how I like to, like, work on myself all the time, even at 40. And when I had a job at Food Lion, I would sit in a room, with, and we would have directors and VPs, and we would be going over, like, our ad of what we were going to put out. And I would always say, it's like, it's like. I would say, it's like this, or no, it's, it's, it's like that. And my boss would say, no, it's not like that. It either is that or it is not that. It's not like that. And I thought that was such a good point. I never mm-hmm. even thought about it that way. And I, I threw it out there to these directors and VPs, and I said, hey, every time I say it, raise your hand, raise your hand. And do you know the very first time it was so embarrassing because within an hour meeting, I had said it like 50 times, like no kidding. It was very embarrassing. And so I really worked on that. Even though it was like such a small meeting with people, I think there was only like, you know, 12 people in the room. It was still something I wanted to work on, you know, in myself. So is there anything that you've ever thought about you've had to work on? Maybe it's it's something you said or some. Uh, you know, sometimes it's how people give you, I think one time you even talked about how somebody relays a message to you that you did something wrong because you don't like to do things that are wrong. And it's how you kind of, how did you take that advice? Because I know when I was young, I was very combative when somebody would give me advice that I didn't like, like, Hey, what you talking about? I'm the one that knows my stuff. You don't know. So is there anything like that that you can think of that you need to work on? confidence definitely for myself um because I'm very young still and I'm in the work healthcare world and most of these people have multiple degrees and it's very intimidating for me going in there because I have a bachelor's degree I'm 23 I've only been working for a few years so having the confidence to say yes this is the right answer this is what we need to do Instead of saying, well, maybe I think we could do this and I think this would work. No, I need to stop and say, this will work. I've done my research. And you know what? If I, if it, if it fails, oh, well. It's on me. It's right? on me. Yeah. And we will we've all learn from it. Because if we're not learning from it, then yes. you never know. It's the unknown yes. of that part. Um, confidence, I think, would be one for me. And putting myself out there as far as taking on a project that maybe nobody has suggested, but I think, I think, (laughs) I know (laughs) needs to be done, uh, and finding the time for that, you know, that's something that I can personally work on. Yeah, that's really cool. I think that's something I can work on. I know you can. (laughs) So awesome. All right, so coming up this week, I have to go to Dallas for work, so that'll be super fun. We're going to eat at this, um, I think it's called Ed's Steakhouse, but I've heard it's like phenomenal, so of course I'm going to get the biggest, baddest steak there is out there. You've got to. I know, I've got to. Love it. Um, And then I think our Peyton's basketball tournament season has started up, so I think we're going to do a basketball tournament to see how the boys do. They're new together, only been together a couple weeks, but we're excited about that. Oh, we forgot to talk about our peoples we met last night. Oh my God goodness how could we forget them i know so we sat down in the pub if they have these restaurants you know in a lot of places so you might have one in your town we used to have one in lexington but they shut it down it's called the pub and we sit down to have a drink and this lady 
So I went to the bathroom. Greg ordered my drink. And I come back out. And Greg, of course, you know, is has a had a few to drink. And he's like, they're holding your vodka hostage. They're holding it hostage. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, they need to see your ID. So I go up to the lady, wait like five minutes just for her to look at my ID. And this lady next to me says, I cannot believe how strict they are. She's probably mid 40s yeah. i would think at 50s. the most oh really you i thought so? she's yeah i think she's at least 50 well she looks good anyway yeah, um she was talking about how because she talked about retiring remember she's oh, retired yes yeah she did. so, so she's, yeah, she's got to be in her 50s, 50s. Yeah. um so we were sitting there just talking about how nashville is really strict on checking ids and things like that and we just got in to this huge conversation of mother-daughter relationships and so I'll let you talk a little bit about yeah she was talking about how her daughter was actually she's finished I guess in Canada they're what they consider college is what we would consider a community college a two-year school and then her daughter went off to the university and she just graduated so now she's spending like a year in Australia which is pretty awesome and which is quite different from Canada where they're from they're from what was that city called out um not they're they're in Alberta. Alberta, thank yes. you. Yes, it's not a, it's the territory, territory. kind of like a state gotcha. here. Yeah, okay, gotcha. And so, anyways, we were talking about when she she was just having a hard time believing that Britain was my daughter. Um, but once we kind of got over that, we were talking about you know how she raised her children and how you know her her friends. Um, their children are all grown, but yet they're still, they're not playing parenting anymore. They're, they're becoming like best friends. And so even me and Britain at the table, were having the debate of, you know, I always say that Britain is not my best friend. I am her mother. There is a respect level there. While she can come and tell me anything, I will not judge her. I will try to give her the best advice that I know, which necessarily isn't what the advice she really wants to hear. Um, and that's okay. And I think that is a type of friendship. But at the end of the day, there's always that line that's strong with respect. And that lady was like, I'm so glad that you said that. But then Britain kind of battles me a little bit and says, well, wait a minute. You're my best friend. And this poor lady's like, okay, are you her best friend or you're not her best friend? <laughs> and, but then I think when she understood what I was saying about the respect, that at the end of the day, I'm going to tell Britain from a mother's point of view how it it how I see it and that's to me that's where the line I think is drawn between like a friendship and a and a mother daughter relationship yeah I definitely I mean obviously I think you're my best friend I'd rather hang out with you than pretty much anybody I know right Mm -hmm. uh yes even you Corey because I know you're listening I'd rather hang out with mom um but I I do have that respect of I know you're my mom I'm gonna listen to you Cause that's just what I do. I mean, I've been raised to listen to my mama. I'm going to listen to my mama no matter what. But I do still feel like a friendship there. It's yeah. it's weird. It's, 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 it's like a blend of both. Yeah. I think. I think it's always a friendship up to a point. But I think it's when my mother's skills kick in that that line is drawn. Mm-hmm. Like, no more. Like, you're not, okay, stop, stop, Britain. This is the way life is. This is the way it's going to be, no matter the way you like it or not. And I think in a lot of times, like, you don't really get that from a friendship. The friendships, a lot of friendships are more, like, nurturing and always taking your side. And I'm not always taking Britain's side. I don't believe Britain's always right. Just, like, I don't think I'm always right. And I have to listen to somebody else's side. And I think that's kind of maybe where the line is drawn a little bit, that I'm not always on Britain's side. And I think that's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of an odd situation. 
But anyways, she was awesome. The couple front, the lady, by the way, travels everywhere. They own like a farm, and she's also in the uh, health world, which is kind of cool. Yeah, she was an EMT forever. Yeah, so it was really cool to to listen to her. But the, she just got back from Hawaii. Yes. Uh, she talked about just coming back from Las Vegas. I'm like, where have you not been, lady, in just the past like month? So <laughs> it was kind of fun. It I, honestly, I was thinking about, okay, gosh, when I get into my fifties, I want to be just like that. I want to be able to travel and not worry about anything, um, and not wait until I'm like eighty five. But anyways, I think goals. Too- if there's any Canadian people listening in, I do feel like Canadians um, travel more and they make that a priority in their life where I feel as Americans, we don't. Do you Does think, that make sense? Yeah. Do you think they're less materialistic? Do yes. you think that's what it kind of boils down to? Even though this lady has some major jewelry on her hands. Oh, yeah. The lady. She, they were definitely pretty Her well earring, her diamond earrings were bigger than my head. I mean, them freaking things were like... And they were oh, real, like, oh. too. Oh, yeah, they were real. And her hands had all these diamonds on them. I mean, her farming... Farming must be excellent day. Well, she said they do, like, granola and grains and stuff like Canola. that. Canola. Oil. I thought she said grain. Oh, uh, <laughs> that makes more sense. I was like, how do they do that? <laughs> Canola oil, baby. Come oh, on. Okay, so that's not something you think of farming. That's that okay? vodka drink that she was drinking. <laughs> well, I was chugging them, too. I ain't going to lie to you. Because Greg and his friends were over there, and I was like, oh, I got to catch up. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Oh, well, shout out to the Canadians because they because that that couple was a really cool couple to talk to. So, I agree. Awesome. So, well, let's get into our unrealistic expectation of life should be fair. So I was reading on the internet a few things, and so Britain's going to read a little bit of what we saw on there, and then we can kind of discuss it. All right. Unrealistic expectation number six. Life should be fair. I personally struggle with this. I'm just saying. So life should be fair. We've all been told a million times and likely told other people that life isn't fair. But in spite of what we know about the intricacies of injustice, it's a concept that doesn't quite sink in in practice. A surprising number of us subconsciously expect life to be fair, and we believe that any unfairness that we experience will somehow be balanced out, even if we don't do anything about it. If you're stuck in that mindset, it's time to get over it. Get over it, people. (laughs) When something unfair happens, don't rely on outside forces to get you back on your feet. Sometimes there isn't any consolation prize, and the sooner you stop expecting there to be, the sooner you can take action that take actions that will actually make a difference. Okay, so this is where I chime in at having multiple children, and you parents out there, I know you know what I'm talking about. It's I, I get this on multiple levels of it's not fair you love Peyton more, or it's not fair you love Britain more, or it's not fair you love Austin or Clay more. It's like. I don't love any of you guys at this point. You guys are getting on my nerves. So, I mean, life is not fair. And I think we this can even goes into the whole cell phone conversation, right? Britain had to wait till she was 13 to get a cell phone because back in those days, that that was okay. about the right time of getting a cell phone. We are I'm arguing on that point here in a second. Okay. So then the boys come along and they get their cell phone at 12. But then when Peyton comes along, he gets a cell phone at night. But there was a reason behind it because Peyton put himself on the bus and got home before we even got home. So he needed to have a phone. So I think 
so there's the whole like life's not fair life's not fair you know we're gonna have I try to make life fair for my children like Britain got three thousand dollars for a car both of the boys got $3,000 for a car. Most likely, Peyton will probably get about a $5,000 car. One, we're in a different financial situation. He'll have a nicer car than that. Let's be honest. No, because he'll wreck it. And then, you know, he needs to learn. But anyways, it's the whole, like, life's not fair. I think in, in a career... When you go up for a job and you have an interview and you just know you nailed that freaking interview, like, I got it. This is going to be awesome. They loved me. And then you get the call that you didn't get it. And you're like, what? Wait a minute. Like, I'm the most experienced. What in the world? Life's not fair, right? And everybody goes through something in their life where life is not fair. I believe it ain't fair that my daddy passed away at 63. I think he Mm -hmm. should have had many more years with us. And life is just not fair. But like they say, sometimes there's not a consolation prize at the end of the day. You put in the work. For many years, you go for this job interview, you just think you nailed it, and at the end of the day, there was no consolation prize waiting there on me, buddy. It was pick myself up, continue putting in the work, and then move on. So tell me about your life's not fair. Because I hear this from Britain all the time, life is not fair. Well, that was more when I was younger. No, but I, okay, no, I feel like I heard it yesterday. You didn't say the words. So Britain, you know, 23. I think when you leave school, it's always hard to find that balance of you got a career now, your friends have a career, people are getting married, people are having children. Everybody has a different place in their life they are. I remember my friend Wendy, great in high school. We did so many things together. I mean, she included Britain in everything we did. She was so awesome. And I got married. And guess what I did? I kind of dropped her as a friend, to be honest with you. It's not like I meant to drop her as a friend. But that's what happened because she's still, I'm 19 and married with a kid. And she's 19 living life to the fullest, right? And it makes me sad to go back and think about I missed when her dad passed away. I knew her dad passed away, and I felt bad, like, because I hadn't contacted her. I didn't even go to his funeral, and it really hurts my feelings the way that I felt like I treated her during that time, and I think, like, you just kind of move on from it. You know, you get older, you mature, and you get new friends in your life, and you just start meeting new people at different places. And, you know, Britain kind of had that whole, you know, life's not fair. I, I have friends, but yet they are they're, have other things to do. And so... Well, and I, I understand that everybody has their own life. Don't get me wrong. But I guess I'm somebody who... It's very loyal, by the way. Yes, I'm very loyal. And I went... I I expect people to be like me. And and that's something I can work on, too. Because I expect... At work, I expect people to work just as hard as me. You're... I mean, I'm the lowest on the totem pole. I expect people to, you know, work as hard as I do. And have that same passion. And have... But that's just not how it is. No matter if you're working at B-dubs or a corporate job or wherever you're working... They're not, nobody's going to care, really. And I have to get that through my head because I care about what I do. Yep. But other people, they don't, they don't make it a priority. Right. They come to work. They just 
do what they got to do. But I also think that that's a different way that you're looking at theirs. Because if you're in their eyes, they may feel totally different. They may feel like you don't see what they're doing at their desk. You don't understand what they're doing if they have to take work home. Oh, I was still talking about B-dubs at this point. Well, I'm just saying, well, true about B-dubs. But, you know, you just don't know really what they're doing or what they're dealing with. So I think it's very hard. Oh, yeah. You know, when you compare people. Because I did it, too. I mean, there's still times I do. I'm like, what the hell is that girl doing? Come on, girl. I mean, I got this account, this account, this account, and you got this, and that's all you have? Like, come on. And, you know, it, it can be frustrating. But, again, it's in the eye of the beholder. It is. It is all the time. Uh, but I know, you know, my friends have their own lives. You know, some of them are married. Some have children. You know, whatever. But at the I – don't, I don't have a significant other. I'm not married. So, it's – I don't know. I want to have those friendships, you know, where we go out to eat every now and then or go out and have a drink or whatever. But I mean, people are just caught up in their own lives. And I mean, and I get, I get that and it's perfectly okay, but it just sucks sometimes to, you know, sit at home alone with Ellie all the time. What was the song where it talked about 23 sucks? Oh, nobody likes you when you're 23. Yeah. And it's funny. uh, One of my friends posted, it's her 24th birthday. And she said, jokes on me, nobody likes you when you're 24 either. <laughs> so. Because life is not fair. <laughs> pretty much. So, pretty much, right? Pretty much. So what's kind of funny, we were talking, you know, in the conversation of a career and what, you know, you believe you're working harder than somebody else is or, you know, whatever. And what's funny is I was reading this thing that you get the most out of other people when you believe in them. And so we treat people better when we believe in them. And when we don't believe in them, we believe they're just failures, right? We give people that uh, we think are going to succeed more opportunities. We give them more accurate, helpful information than what we would give people that fail. We do more teaching because we believe it's time well spent. And I thought that was interesting because I was like, it's like flashbacking in my head of, you know, my personal relationships, you know, of how I treat people that I believe are failures in my life, how I don't really want to give them the time of the day. And then is that really fair? In some cases, it is fair, people. Yes. But... Because I know exactly what you're thinking, and it's fair. Yes, but, you know, there are times when I'm like, I have to take a step back. So when you have people that work for you that may not may not get it like you get it or see it the way you see it, you know, I, have, I take a step back and I'm like, okay, what can I do to teach them differently versus looking at them at failures? Because I start to really look at myself as the failure because... I taught them something they are not getting. So I have to really change the way my mindset is of how I'm teaching um, and do things differently. Maybe it's I got to do it visually. Maybe it's I got to do it in person. Maybe, you know, I got to take them to a meeting and they can just sit back and listen to how it's presented and maybe they have an aha moment. So I think that's very hard to do. Um, but I want at the end of the day to say that lady works for me she is incredibly awesome and I know in the back of my head that I've helped you create that so that's kind of a way to kind of look at it I mean I was a certified trainer at Buffalo Wild Wings so I mean anybody who came in I was training them whatever and it was so hard because in my mind waiting tables is so simple yep in my mind it's just you do what you got to do you compartmentalize you 
multitask. You just figure out how to do it. And to me, it's I guess it's a second nature. I don't know. But trying to teach how to be a good server to someone who doesn't get it is so hard. And honestly, some people never get it. Yeah. Some people are just terrible servers, which is okay. Because I'm sure they're really good at something else that I might not be good at. But when it comes to wait, like you you either have it or you yeah. don't. Yeah. And I struggled with that as a server. I would be like, why don't they get it? Yeah. Why don't they understand? Well, you should definitely shape your expectations differently of those people, right? Mm-hmm. And then try to figure out a different way. And so. I have very high expectations when I go out <laughs> to eat now. And that just, yeah. ugh. I'm very understanding. I'm yeah. very understanding. And I always tip well, even if they suck. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So. To kind of close this uh, expectation down of life is not fair, um, your expectations really shape your reality. They can change your life emotionally and physically. So you need to be careful, and we've talked about this a lot of times, of being aware of the expectations that you harbor as the wrong ones make your life unnecessarily difficult. So be really wary of the expectations that you follow as they give people all kinds of trouble about you. So know where you set your expectations. Sometimes you got to be low. Sometimes every day your expectation should be different, even if it's for the same thing, if it's for your job. Maybe one day your expectation is kind of low because you know like mm, not a lot's going on or whatever. But then, you know, when you got crap loads to do, it's got you got to set it high. So anyways, so it's pretty cool. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, life sucks. Life's not yeah. fair. So talking about <laughs> expectations of those Kentucky Wildcat basketball team. Oh, oh Lord. Gracious. I mean, so, you know, me and Greg, we are so pumped going to Indianapolis. Went with our family, Sarah and Jeff, and met some other family up there in Indianapolis. Get to the game. We are pumped. Like the uh, Michigan State and Kansas game, which, by the way, Kansas looks really good this year. I mean, we had the, I mean, 75% of the people in the stadium were there for Kentucky, and people were literally chanting, C-A-T-S, cats, 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 in the middle of the Kansas and Michigan State game. But boy, honey, when Duke came out, I mean, we got our ass beat in the first two minutes. And guess what you didn't hear? No cats chants, no go big blue chants, no nothing. It was like we weren't even there. And I have a picture, you guys, of Greg sitting there. It was like, a little puppy dog that lost its bone. It was really, really sad. And so, for all you Kentucky Wildcat fans out there, we, we're going to get it together. You know how we are. We love to pull it together at the end of the year. So, we did win Friday night um, against Southern Illinois. Still didn't look that great, but you can tell we've been working. So, I just think we needed some time to kind of get ourselves together. So, hopefully this weekend they've been practicing hard. We do have North Dakota on Wednesday night and VMI on Sunday. So those should be two pretty good games where maybe we can kind of start working together as a team versus working together by themselves. But then, so we were really looking to the Kentucky football game against Tennessee because Tennessee's really not been doing that well this year. So we thought we're going to go in. I think if we would have beat Tennessee, it would have been the first time since like 1950-something we actually won at Tennessee. So, I just don't know. But what, we lost people. Where in the world is the team from like three games ago? Yeah, they're gone. They're gone. They're gone. They're tired. They gone. They're tired. I mean, I understand. They're four bodies. I they're did, tired. But. And I'm a little frustrating. 
Anyways, next weekend we do have Middle Tennessee, so we've got to win that out. Because right now, I believe we're, what, 7-3? and three, And yep. we were hoping to be able to win out our last four games um, so we could have a New Year's Day Bowl, which would have been huge for us because we've never had that good team. But that's gone now. Yeah. We can hang that, that part up. So, anyways. Maybe next year. Well, I mean, good news is we got Louisville after um, – after the uh, Middle Tennessee State game. So in two weeks, we got Louisville, which just fired, like just fired within like 45 minutes ago, their coach, Petrino, which was trash anyways. Do you know the story behind Petrino? So he was at a high-profile school, and as their coach, doing incredibly awesome, he's on, supposedly on a motorcycle, and gets in a wreck, and he's all scuffed up. Come to find out... He had his mistress on the back of his motorcycle when it wrecked. So he got fired. <laughs> but good old Louisville, they'll pick up a good scandal. They'll they pick will. up they'll pick up a good scandal any day. Any day. So yeah. So they picked him up. So anyways, he's gone now. So peace out to them. Louisville, you guys got to get it together. So anyways. And what was really funny is since our basketball team's not looking so well. Our football team's not looking so well. We're just ready for some baseball, baseball season. season. Everybody wants to know when baseball season is. So that's our little sports wrap-up, guys, on Kentucky. All right. Down to the, the nitty-gritty at the end. The, the what- hero of the week. Yeah, do you want to talk about I'll it? I'll talk about it because I thought it was super, super sweet. And I guess I kind of put myself in the little girl's shoes because we've all had something embarrassing like this happen to us if you're a female. And if you haven't, you're lying. So... There was this post on Facebook, and it was talking about how a little girl was middle school girl on her bus, and she was riding the bus, and she stood up, and she had started her period, and it was on the back of her pants. And so, if you have ever been in that situation, or if you think that you might have started and you might have bled through your pants, like, just that little, like... <gasps> Like sweat beads like, coming out. Yes, like if I stand up right now, am I going to be super embarrassed? Yeah. So we've, you know, we've all been there. And this little boy gave her his jacket to put around her waist to hide it so she wouldn't be embarrassed. And the little girl didn't even realize it. He, when she stood up, he stood up beside her when he noticed it and whispered in her ear saying, I think you might want to take my coat. I think you might have, you got something on the back of your pants. And the little girl said, no, no, it's okay. And the boy said, no, please take my coat because you're going to have to go walking down the street. I really want you to take my coat. Don't worry. I have four other sisters of my own. I understand. And I thought, oh, so sweet. Would Clay and Austin do that for you? Hmm. I, so shout out to Clay and Austin. Let us know if you would do it for Britain. Well, I, when we were younger, Clay and Austin were very different people. Yeah. So maybe back then I would have seen Austin doing it for me, but today I see Clay doing it. Okay, interesting. Not that I don't think Austin wouldn't. Right. But I just see Clay being the type of person now to like stop you and be like, "Hey, just you know, take this real quick." Yeah. And. But would but would he really? Would he have enough confidence to to do it now? You think he would now? I, well, to, for me, uh-huh. I, for me. Oh, that's a good point because he would be your sister. I was trying to think of if it was a random girl, but yeah, for you, you're right. I think he would. I don't yeah. think he would 
I wonder if you would have enough guts to say anything. Shout out to Claiborne. Let us know if you if you but did, all, if you didn't know the girl, would you do it? And see, Austin's kind of a ladies' man. Yes. So I think he would like slide over to the girl and be like, "Hey, like try to be all sweet and like save the oh, day yeah, to I, get I the girl." Yeah. So I think they both would. It's just different circumstances, I okay. guess. Yes. Do you think Peyton would for yes. you? Yes. I, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. He wouldn't even think twice about he it. Would, I don't think he, I think he would do it for anybody else. Yeah. I think if he saw a little girl on the bus that he would do that too. I hope he would. I I'm just saying. Because he's just so sweet. He is very sweet. I don't know. He makes me a little nervous sometimes because sometimes he's got that little, I don't know, like nervousness about him, about meeting new people or going up to somebody. That makes me wonder like, would he do it for a little girl he didn't know? I know for sure he would do it for you. Like wouldn't even think twice about it. Right. But I wonder. So anyways... I guess we got to get with the Peyton on that one yeah, and we find got, out where he stands. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, we have to tell him that he should. Yes. And I thought it was really sweet when, so the girl's mom is the one that posted it on Facebook. And at the very end of what she said, she said, if you're this boy's mom, I want to say thank you and that you raised him right. So I hope, and I know Tanya, which is Clay and Austin's mom, raised them right because she is an incredible lady. And then they also have Gami in their life, which is their grandmother. They call her Gami, uh, which is like uh, Mary, maybe, um, like from Jesus, you know, Mary, oh. <laughs> like the whole like she, oh my gosh, if you ever met, I mean, you know her, but for you podcast listeners out there that have not met Gami, she took me in. So here I am, the, you know, new wife of her ex-son-in-law, basically, right? And she took me in as like I was her own daughter. And I think she is the sweetest thing. And she still every year gets Greg uh, these uh, Kentucky um, ornaments for the Christmas tree. It's every year they come out with like a different little thing about it or whatever. And still, every single year, Greg looks forward to this freaking ornament. So, she is just the sweetest ever. And so, I think the way that they were raised, I think Tanya's been an incredible mom to them. And obviously, you can tell us how they're raised. Uh, so, I think they would do it too. So, anyways, shout out to Gami and Tanya. So, all right, BB. We got next weekend, but then it's Thanksgiving week. Can you believe that? No. Six weeks. I think it's less than six weeks that Christmas is going to be here. And I have so no not bought there. a single present. I haven't either. So I don't know what we're going to do. We need to talk about because you know usually we do a trip or we do something. So I think you know you guys, you Clay and Austin, they are all about still some money. So it's probably just going to be a four or five hundred dollar cash gift and maybe a shirt or something to open I mean, up. But I ain't gonna complain. So I know we need to talk about that. And then of course with Greg, the way his work schedule is now, it's he doesn't have any time off around Christmas. So we need, just need to figure out what we're going to do. So mm-hmm. anyways, all well, right, we could go on a trip in like March or something. That's what we're. I was thinking. I was thinking the same exact thing. The only thing is, is I'll launch my big thing. Uh, in March, so I can't talk about it on the podcast, but, um, so it's kind of a really big deal, so I don't know what we're going to do. Anyways, we'll figure it out. So, anyways, you're going to have a great time in North Carolina for Thanksgiving. We're going to, me and Mama and Peyton are actually going to go to Missouri, St. Louis, um, the day before uh, Thanksgiving and go see Kristen and my nephew. So, excited about that. And then um, we're going to go to Kentucky to have Thanksgiving. We're coming back here. So on that Saturday, Mama Shank can make you her famous turkey. Turkey. So Mama Shank's turkey. I just, I don't know. It's like crack. It is. It's so juicy and, mm. yeah, I know. 
All right, guys, follow us on social media. Our Twitter is un- at Unrealistic Pod. Our Facebook is Unrealistic Expectations. And then, of course, email us at any time, uepodcast at yahoo.com. All right, bees, we love you. Love you. Bye, guys. Bye.